Lantern Podcast, Episode 18, Learning to Love Commissions with Cody Stewart. In this episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Cody Stewart. We chat about Cody finding her way back to her love of art. It has to make me smile and it does need to bring me joy. Finding ways to balance different parts of your creative business. So like going to a month to month schedule made a huge difference in my mind. And we dig into the things that she's done to enjoy taking custom portraits. Welcome to Lantern, the podcast where we shine a light on making it as a maker. I'm your host, Julianne Steedman, professional artist, mentor, and champion for makers. The Lantern Podcast explores what it takes to be a maker, someone who creates beauty with their hands. We delve into how to create in a way that is sustainable and authentic, and dig deep into how to take your making and turn it into a successful creative business. Cody is a crazy talented artist, and she runs her own creative business under her name, Cody Stewart Illustration. Her work includes whimsical watercolor custom portraits, coloring sheets, art prints, and delightful printable paper dolls. She lives with her family in northern Alberta, where she works from her home studio. Awesome. So welcome to the show. And well, can you. you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your creative business? Oh, sure. Um, thank you for having me. This is super fun. It's the first time I've ever done it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. A little nervous, but I'm pretty pumped. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm Cody, and I am married to Alan. We've been married for almost 20 years. Um, we have three kids, 16, 12, and 9. Mm-hmm. So this year, I am homeschooling my youngest, which actually, I've done it in the past, but this time, I sort of feel like it's... Because I work from home and have a creative business, it sort of feels like an invitation or an opportunity to sort of force myself to slow down and nice. have balance in other ways. Just because I can be, I'm an Enneagram three wing two, so I can get a little obsessively focused and like tunnel vision oh, on my okay. work. Yeah. So I find that the, um, I'm hoping anyway, I'm feeling optimistic. It's only September, (laughs) second or third week. So, you know, talk to me in a few weeks. But anyway, that, you know, it is, I'm trying to see it as an opportunity and just for the connection with him too. So um, I'm actually the oldest of four kids. Um, What else can I tell you? I, my hair is always in a top knot. Um, I struggle to be consistent keeping up with my laundry, but I sort of like come up with these like, um, new plans every couple weeks, right? Like I'm going to put a load in every morning. So anyway, <laughs> I do that. Um, I'd always choose dessert over supper. Nice. I like a really good pair of wool socks. Mm. Um, I love a really nice, um, pottery mug and I'm a sucker for a Pyrex dish. Wow. And I hate to brag, but I am a professional mover. I have moved almost three times in my almost 40 years. So yes, my next move I'm hoping is to a farmhouse on acres and acres of land by the sea. And I would have a very beautiful studio there. So that sounds heavenly. One can hope. Yeah. Um, So my business is right now. So it's been about five years, six years. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a mix of 
um, my custom illustrated watercolor portraits. Mm -hmm. And then I have a collection of printable paper dolls and coloring sheets that I have in an Etsy shop. And then the odd personal project I sort of have in there. Um, yeah, wherever the wind takes me on those. And then yeah. I try to, you know. Um, and then I'm actually just working on the illustrations for my first client kids book, which has been super fun. I mean, definitely a lot of messy middle feelings. So I tried <laughs> yeah. to like coax myself through those, but I feel like, wow, this is still fun. And every stage, if I can get my brain over like the hurdle of like, this is scary. Yeah. I'm actually like, wow, I really, I really like this. And then I'm doing another smaller project um, of like conversation cards for kids and yep. parents, like for conversation starters. So that's been really fun too, just to work with the client. And she doesn't really, didn't start knowing she did, you know, a bit of an idea of what she wanted, but yeah. like to sort of work through the the vision with her and like the art director side of that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just been really fun. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. where I'm at right now. So how did you get into painting portraits? Um, it's sort of been an evolution in lots of ways. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I do need to like step back and look back to my beginnings and be reminded of the progress. And just super thankful I didn't give up. Um, I never really had like a career dreams as a kid. Okay. Like I just never, it never really, yeah, it just wasn't something I thought about. Mm -hmm. um, I sort of thought about what I could do. Um, I knew that I wanted like to be flexible and have the option to stay home with my kids because yeah. my mom had stayed home with us. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I just... I just didn't really think about it too much. Um, I had like some pretty talented artists like in my family, like especially as a kid, when you look at like the people around you yeah, and you know, wow, like they're talented or they're super talented or like, it just wasn't something that I thought of. Like I played piano, but it wasn't like anything, you know, crazily impressive or anything. So anyway, I just didn't think of it as an option. Um, I did like to doodle and letter. Um, and I always went to like a small private school. So I couldn't really take like there wasn't any art classes to take. Oh, so wow. it was like it never really it never really was like yeah, a big was option. There. Yeah. No, it, it, I don't remember missing it. Like, I think I always felt creative in other ways. Like I was always making something or doing something or yeah. that kind of thing. And like we like we didn't have a TV growing up. So like you get pretty creative. Yeah, right? totally. So it just was, it was just different anyway. And then after I graduated, like, I just like now, of course, I'm like, why didn't you go to art school? But I just really didn't really understand that part about myself. Like I just, it really wasn't something I thought of. Yeah. So then um, 13 years ago, we, so we had a two-year-old, like our first, I mean, we were like barely, we were broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <No other way. laughs> I understand. Yeah. And it was like, sort of like, okay, go back to work or uh, figure something out. Yeah. So I like, I think I babysat, like I took in like a, I, I babysat a little girl, same age. Anyway, and I was like, no, this, that, that's not for me. <laughs> um, so um, 
my husband's family all is in Nova Scotia and we go back there every year. Mm-hmm. And um, while we were back there, I had seen these like really like gorgeous um, artwork. They were simple scenes made of stone by this artist in Nova Scotia. And I mean, we were broke. So like buying one wasn't an option. So I thought, Oh, like, sorry, I'm, I'm embarrassed to even say this, but I just had no clue. And I was so naive. Yeah. And I thought, Hey, I could make those right. Yep. Like, the one thing I did have was that I was just sort of like, okay, I could do that. It's like your attitude. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like why not? So anyway, and I thought maybe I could sell them. So long story short, we did end up making them for a while and I didn't copy like what she did, but I copied the concept and like we went around to farmer's markets and I got into some really good juried like craft shows and fairs and like he was somewhat successful but honestly like it wasn't very satisfying Mm -hmm. like I got to the point it just didn't feel like creativity Mm, it was like yeah it was a job and it was I think I just felt like gross because I was copying her Mm. like in the end and so uh, I decided that this was too much work and this was not worth it. Yeah. Anyway, my husband ended up getting a different job. We ended up moving and I thought, you know what? Great. That's done. That part of my life is done. Yeah. I have no interest in having thinking about a creative business again. So honestly, yeah, (laughs) it was not something I thought would be in my future. So then fast forward to the end of 2014 Um, That year I was homeschooling my kids and I was just feeling like I needed something for me. Mm -hmm. I was feeling a little bit um, like just the demand of everything was a lot and there wasn't really anything that was like balancing me out. And so I always knew that creativity, you know, it had always been part of my life in different forms, but I would honestly like bounce around from like thing to thing. So like I quilted, I knit, and that would like sort of, you know, fill the yeah. the hole for a bit. And then I would, you know, move on to one thing or the next. And I mean, I loved it. I just didn't have anything that really stuck. So my New Year's resolution was, you know, I'm homeschooling, but somehow I have to be intentional about carving out time for me mm-hmm. in all of this these days. Sorry, excuse me. And so I, um, my husband bought me um, Brene Brown's um, art journaling course for Christmas and gifts of imperfection. Okay. And um, I just really had no clue that that was like a significant or it would be a significant place like for my creativity. Um, so one of the assignments was the question was, what did you used to do before you thought it wasn't good enough? And immediately, and it was really weird, but these simple characters I used to do as a kid you know, just popped into my mind. And they were like, yeah, it was, it was really weird. Anyway, so I did that for the assignment. And I was like, Oh, I, this is fun. I actually really like this. And at that point, I didn't really care that they were like, they were simple, like, but it didn't really matter. Like they weren't technical. I didn't really know about like realism and like, you know, illustration cartoon like it just I just really didn't have a clue but I really liked doing them so I started I did my family and then um 
I did a couple other families and I started posting them on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then people started to ask me, about it, like people I knew, you know, would you do that for me? And so I said, sure, like, why not? I'm, this is fun. And so then I started to get requests from people I didn't know, which was sort of a crazy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I didn't have orders, I just, it, my curiosity was like in full blow. <laughs> like I just... I was always drawing and because I didn't have like, um, you know, the art background, even in basic art to fall back on, I just felt like everything, I was learning everything and figuring out what I wanted to learn and what I actually liked and what pieces, you know, I wanted to improve on. Um, But because of the whole rock (laughs) picture thing, I was a little bit in the back of my mind worried, you know, about adding something that would actually end up feeling heavy and draining me. Oh. Like I didn't need one more thing to carry, right? Yeah. Like I just was like, okay, if this is fun, I'll do it. Yeah, it has to feel good. You know, but it has to make me, like you don't have to make me smile and it does need to bring me joy. Mm-hmm. So um, there was just something about like the creative piece mixed with the relational side of like, and the emotional side of representing people. Yeah. That like made it, yeah, it was encouraging because it like, and then it to see that it resonated with other people was like, huh, like those elements, I think really stuck me on the, the custom portrait thing. Yeah. Made it click. So then I, yeah, it just made it more satisfying. I don't know. No, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you found like your niche, your thing that not only brings you really happiness, but helps you really connect with your audience. In a, in like yeah. A really, and yeah. so I was like, hmm, this is so unexpected. I would never have thought this in a million years. <laughs> this would be your thing. And I knew I had so far to go as far as even technique. And you know what I mean? Like, I, it wasn't that like, I had thought that oh my goodness like I'm definitely really good at this it just was something I really liked yeah (laughs) so I I decided that I would open an Etsy shop and I would do a separate Instagram account and I would just see how it goes so that's how I started yeah so you focus on sort of one of the things that I know a lot of artists actually struggle with commission work so that's right. kind of what I wanted to pick your brain on because you seem to sure. have found a way to make it really work for you. So what, like, how did you really get into doing commissions versus um, like doing work and like, you know, doing something and then just selling it, you know, like the two different styles. Right. Yeah. Well, honestly, I think if I'm being really honest, yeah. I think because <laughs> my skills were so limited <laughs> that's sort of all I could do at the beginning like funny. I had it really nurtured and developed like that part of me mm-hmm. yeah and I really didn't know if I was going to create something for me like I mean I know we're like there's so many layers to us and you know so many things that go into our creativity but mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I that's just seemed to be my start. And that's what, yeah, that was just the beginning of how things I mean, I know that, like, for lots of people, it would, like, you know, commissions and customs aren't really, you know, they, they tend to be more draining than like fulfilling. 
Yeah. But I do think that like since the beginning, um, it's the reason that I have a business because if it wasn't for them, they, they gave me structure and deadlines. And of course I was very incentivized by the money, right? Like by actually getting paid for it. Um, I don't know if I would have been able to keep going or had the motivation to work through all of the mental and the emotional roadblocks I'd hit along the way. Okay. If there wasn't sort of that, um, accountability to my like customers that have ordered yeah that's yeah that's really does good. that make sense yeah totally yeah yeah like it just it gave me the structure that I needed and obviously I built that structure but yeah. the learning curve you know was so steep you know I just I just um yeah it, it is when it, you when you move into working for yourself all of a sudden and wearing all the hats yeah. it's overwhelming and because I was a little bit immature and arrogant, I was like, how hard can it be? <laughs> I love it. I could do this. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, like, why not? So I really, really didn't have any clue. But I mean, now that I have about a thousand, at least a thousand custom portraits in. Yeah. Um, I am so pumped that I can still say, like, even this one, like, I still love doing them. Oh, that is, that is but, awesome. So like, there's a point, I haven't always loved like every stage of the process. Like, you know, there's like been some that, you know, I have, I literally have had amazing clients and there's only been a few tricky ones. Yeah. Like, I I mean, the tricky ones are tricky. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But at the same time, it, um, yeah, like when I'm done, I do feel really, they make me smile. That's awesome. I, yeah. I know it sounds cheesy, but that's still at the end. That's sort of like my measure. So have you got a system that, that works for you? Like, how do you make it work overall? Like, do you open and then take a certain number or, you know, how do you keep it? All yeah. Organized? Well, early on, I realized that part of the thing that felt really stressful was the, uh, like, sort of like in my brain, the open tabs. So like, mm. if there was orders open, I had this like super unrealistic expectation of myself that I got to go as fast as I can to get those done. Yes. And uh, yeah, that is not very sustainable. (laughs) No, that does not feel good. (laughs) So early on, I thought, I mean, I can't remember how long I've been doing it, but I started to take things like in a month because that felt like a little bit more doable. Like I didn't feel like someone was like breathing over my, you know, shoulder but at the same time, I could be a bit more flexible in it. But I was also like up until last year, I was probably doing 30 to 40 commissions a month. Wow. And go you. That, <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah. Of work. A lot of pressure and a lot of work. And uh, yeah, so this past year, I have definitely been like, okay, I need to scale back because now I have a lot more ideas of what I want to do with my work. Hmm. So like now I feel like I feel like I'm the backwards (laughs) artist. No, (laughs) like now I'm like, oh, I actually have my own ideas now. Mm -hmm. And this is sort of like, um, yeah, so back up to like the process like Mm -hmm. I I think that I had to like observe if something was feeling like 
rubbing me or feeling really overwhelming or when I start to feel like I want to quit. Yeah. It's usually actually only one piece of the 10 steps that are is really bugging me. Ah. And so I try to like I've tried to like hone in on what it is that feel makes me want to quit. Yeah. And it's usually been just like little tweaks that have changed it. So like going to a month to month schedule made a huge difference in my mind. Okay. Right. Just and so like say like you open for orders and you fill a month and then you close it. Yes. Okay. Side note. <laughs> up until <Side> um, <laughs> um like even in the past six months it's been a lot better. But you know, every time I open for orders like in a month like sort of like a restock i guess it's called yeah i would definitely have the whole the whole day and my husband would be like uh you do this every month but i would be like i don't think anyone's gonna order i don't don't think anyone's gonna he's like cody we do this every month (laughs) we've been doing it for years like finally he just like it's going to be okay. But um, <laughs> Seth Godin, I don't know if you've yeah. heard much of him. Yeah. So he talks about the difference between a freelancer and an entrepreneur. Okay. And uh, so with the custom work, like that's definitely freelance, right? Like I get paid when I work mm-hmm. and then the entrepreneur side. So I just see myself and my work like as a mix of that. I mean, my goal would be to have income streams that would allow me to still do the freelance work because I'm still really liking it. Yeah. I still really like working with the people. I still really like working, you know, with this book project or whatever. So mm-hmm. that's really still important to me. But then if a third of my income can come from being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur say with the printables and different products and like that and then leave that last third up to sort of you know whatever whatever comes up yeah so that you've kind of led into my favorite sort of last question is what kind of big dreams do you have ahead of you for your business or your work Mm. (laughs) well that's that's a little bit tricky I find (laughs) Uh, my relationship to dreams has been a little bit complicated because okay. I don't know if it's, you know, my personality. I don't know if it's the Enneagram, yeah. but um, just because I feel like it can be really disappointing mm. and I'm worried about getting disappointed. Yes. Or I have been, I guess, in the past. Whereas like in this last year, I feel like I'm a little bit more like open to be like, hmm, because at the end of the day, I don't. I didn't know that I wanted to do what I'm doing right now. Yeah. So I also feel like, not to sort of dismiss it, but I also feel like I don't really actually know what I wanted, you know, what I'll yeah. need or I'll want to do in the future. Yeah, but it's going so, right now and you're still learning and heading in a good totally. direction. Yeah. So so dream-wise, like, of course, I'd love like a studio by the sea mm. and I'd love to be, you know, in there with my coffee and, you know, drawing tell my heart's content, you know, really beautiful books that I would love to do like a series of picture books that, you know, speak to kids and adults just about like um, emotional tools and development and things like that. I think just because like the gifts of imperfection course was so significant in how I saw myself as a creative person, I would love to do that for like earlier ages. So that's one of them. Honestly, I just, I just feel like 
yeah, I don't really, I don't really know. But that's but, okay. And I, I try to make my goal, like, sorry, dreams and goals, I guess, would be different. Mm, yeah. But um, just try to think of goals, like, in a smaller time frame, like, the next three months, mm. you know, next six months, and or, you know, the next year. So hold, figuring out how to hold dreams and goals and plans, you know, I feel like is sort of a, you know, a feat in itself. Yeah. But, Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for sharing with us. That was really wonderful. Oh, thank you. The show notes for this episode are available at lanternpodcast.com. I'll make sure to link to Cody's lovely shop for you to check out. We welcome feedback about this episode or ideas for future podcasts at feedback at lanternpodcast.com. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love if you would share it with a friend.